Hey everybody, I'm Boogie. I'm Head. And this is Block Talk. We are Cement Block Productions. We're a small production company, minority owned by the way, that helps small businesses grow their social media platform. And this is our podcast. Me and TJ have been friends for quite some time and we met in the craziest of places. Yeah, prison. <laughs> so, you know, we're doing it just to, you know, further everything for us business-wise and, you know, just trying to stay out the way. It's entertainment. It's fun. That's all it is. Yeah. And we cover a wide range of topics. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like to say the three S's. Sports, society, and simps. Because we got a problem with all three. And you realize that me and Head agree on a lot, but there are some things that we will just not see eye to eye on. And that's fine, because that's part of podcasting. Anyway, we hope you enjoy the episode and you continue to enjoy it. And uh, follow us on Instagram at cementblock underscore productions, on TikTok, on Instagram, all that good jazz. Make sure to follow, like, and subscribe the video on YouTube also. Yeah, if you want to follow us personally, my Instagram is da underscore honcho, H-O-N-C-H-O-5-9. And with that, enjoy the episode. Hey, Jake, how you doing, sir? Doing fine. How about y'all? Uh, doing great. It's the other way, B. Uh, yeah, we're just finishing up setting up the uh, the video real quick, and uh, I'll just edit this little first part. But uh, we'll give you an introduction. So uh, for your intro, uh, the name of your podcast is Jake Jake's Takes, right? Jake Takes? Yeah, Jake's Take. Jake's Take. Okay, got it. So that way we can start it off properly. Absolutely, oh. absolutely. Uh, is there anything that's off limits to discuss real quick before we start that you don't want talked about? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, you know, right now, still up and coming podcasts, just like y'all and, you know, still tackling, you know, sports discussions in the South. So I think we're good. I mean, we've only been around for about a month, so okay, everything's still pretty new. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started then, brother. Here we go. Sounds great. Hey, everybody. I'm Boogie. Hancho. And today we have a very special guest, the host of Jake's Take Podcast, an up-and-coming sports podcast right now that's on the rise. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jake from Jake's Take. Thanks so much, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, good morning, good morning. How you doing today? Pretty good, pretty good. You know, it's Memorial Day. You know, it's nice out, so it's great. It's a great day. Yeah, so we wanted to do this as a bonus episode today, Jake, because, you know, the NBA playoffs are coming to a close. The finals are about to start in a couple days. And uh, for those of you guys that don't know, as the time of recording this last night, Boston closed out the East. Thank you for my money. And we're about to go into the finals, where it's the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. So, Jake, uh, who do you who do you like in these finals, man? You know, for me, I am taking the Boston Celtics. I'm a big 
Jason and Jalen tandem fan. Um, obviously, you know, we've seen Jason Tatum just continue to grow and improve over the years. And you've seen Jalen Brown, you know, kind of do the same thing. So I'm liking this team. And I think they have a good shot. Obviously, you know, they're a young team. And this is the first year where, you know, Brad Stevens isn't the coach. They make the finals without Brad Stevens. Yeah, that's true. Man, nice having you on the show. I'm uh I'm a big all around sport when it comes to a lot of stuff. And I'm sorry to disagree with you there though. <laughs> I am going with Golden State. I lost my money last night because I was going with Jimmy Buckets. And he's, we know how that happened. They did a good comeback, attempt comeback. They just couldn't put it off in the last few minutes, but it was a good game. Um, you know, I'm glad for the Heat. I, I'm a Jason Tatum fan. Brown, I'm not too sure on him. I'm not saying he's not good, but I'm just not a big fan of him. But Tatum's, uh, Marcus Smart, did my two boys over there. But I'm going with uh, Golden State and Six. Oh, I think I could see that. Um, I think with this, you know, Steph and Clay, you know, Clay coming back from the injury. That was huge. You know, a lot of people were really nervous to see how he would. He's, you know, back to his, you know, normal self. I mean, it took him some time, but he is comfortable. He looks good. Steph doesn't look like he's slowing down. Draymond is still Draymond. My big question mark is always going to be Andrew Wiggins. I, I just, I don't know what it is, but there's just something that hasn't made me win over Andrew Wiggins yet. As a player, I don't know why. I, I believe the same thing. He's not um, – I don't consider him a factor. He he plays his role when it's kind of needed. He do nice things. But, you know, I'm I'm becoming a pool party fan now. <laughs> with, uh, he's, he's done good. He's he done a really good job. He's going crazy lately. And that's where I'm at. That's where my other support comes in for Golden State is pool because – He's really been showing up, just a rising superstar for the team right now and doing a lot when it's needed. He's being counted on. And for Curry and Clay, I just feel for Boston, and this for the NBA in period, when them two guys get going, it is very hard to shoot with them. Now, oh, absolutely. Now, Boston kind of got a little size. But if I got all these speedsters and shooters and I'm switching and swapping with you and I get your guys kind of in foul trouble, then we playing a whole nother game. Now y'all got a form to attempting to shoot with us. And, you know, Draymond going to be there for the support, for the rally up, to get everybody shaken up and messed with. And, you know, I got to see who the defensive player of the year guard. I'm thinking he going to guard – uh, pool or uh, you probably have to put him on Steph. Honestly, I don't think he can hold Steph. I I don't know if he can hold Steph. I mean, I, you it's, know, it's gonna be tough, but that's what you have to do. And also speaking on Wiggins, real quick, I mean, when you're the number one overall uh, draft pick, you know what I mean? For what he's producing and the numbers that he's putting up and the the inconsistencies that he's been showing and shit like that, man, he's honestly kind of been a letdown for a first overall draft pick. You know, oh, what I mean? you're definitely yeah. not where you should be. I think. Especially now, he's been it's been what eight years that he's been in the league, and he hasn't just shown consistency to where like 
Andrew Wiggins is a household fucking name. I'm not saying he's not doing good, but I definitely need to see more out of him, especially if he's going, going to be going up against these killers, uh, killer initials, you know, JT, JB, and MS. Like, if you're going to go up against these three dudes, man, you got to show me something. Because let's be real. I know that you have a segment, a, a thing that you do on your podcast, Jake, where it's a what if. I mean, we would be having a completely different discussion if Jimmy Buckets would have made that three when it was still 98, 96. Now oh, you're 99, 98. Yeah. I think with it too, you know, with Andrew Wiggins, he, you know, has had two years of relevancy, really. And that's kind of where, you know, I respect all athletes, you know, anyone who can make it to the NBA, anyone who can make it to the NFL or MLB, that is huge because it is so hard. Mm -hmm. But I think with him, you know, they brought him into Minnesota as the number one overall pick. And then the next year they bring in Cat, and, you know, they ship off Andrew Wiggins and, you know, they do extremely well with Cat, with Anthony Edwards. And these are multiple first overall picks. Yeah. So it was if Andrew Wiggins wasn't a factor, but you put him on a team where you're getting a healthy Steph Curry, a healthy Klay Thompson, and now he's an all-star. And it just was so puzzling to me. But see, I think the Golden State with their whole team, that gives him the capability to be an all-star. You know what I'm saying? Because let's be honest, if he was shipped to another team, like if he was shipped to uh, uh, to what? The Lakers. I, I won't even say the Lakers, though, because honestly, he would have definitely helped improve the Lakers. I mean, because then you wouldn't have really needed Russ, if we're being honest. I'd take Russ over Williams. I mean, listen, bro, not right Russ, now. The way Russ, no, no, not right I, I now. I think Russ. Russ have a bad year take away his career it's i'm not taking away his career i'm not saying that he's great but you have to understand though he's also on the downslide of his career and he showed us last year bro actually he showed us really throughout his career that he can't get it done kd left him because he said i can't get it done with this guy went and won two championships with golden state and then went up to brooklyn you know what i'm saying he went to the rockets james harden is like i can't fucking win with this guy and left think about it where has russell uh russell actually done anything russell westbrook done anything where he's gone where he's shown you, besides Mr. Triple-Double, that he can close and win a fucking finals. He That's can't make true. no team. But mm-hmm. with that, I can't. I don't take away anything from him in that aspect because if we do, it's a lot of more stars you can claim in that same way. Yeah. It's a lot more stars, but they're all superstars, and they're all, like, they can help in certain areas, but you're facing certain people and certain teams that – Squatch you as far as Brooklyn. You know, I was rocking with Brooklyn all year. I'm a KD fan. That is my favorite player in the league right now. KD, Kyrie, I'm like, this is over with. And then James Harden for the little small moment, I really was a huge fan thinking that nothing can stop them. And surely we seen how that turned out and they get swept. Because look what happened, though. They were voted the most dynamic duo in history in basketball. And who beat them? The Boston fucking Celtics, bro. I think the Celtics are just overall but, a better team than yeah, Golden that, State. Uh, if we're just talking about finals right now, I think they're overall a better team than Golden State. Because let's be honest, though. They know how to draw fouls. So, Draymond, you really got to be careful. You know what I'm saying? You can't even really start him on Jason Tatum. Because if you do, he's going to get into foul trouble. And we know that fucking, you know what I'm saying, Draymond does not get the benefit of the doubt. Draymond, We've seen that from history. When Garden Tatum, I think it's going to be Poole or uh... – Somebody off name. It ain't going to yeah. just be one of their top three. Because yeah. they don't want – they well, know Tatum going to draw fouls. Brown going to draw fouls. Yeah. Brown, secondhand, so I'm giving Clay for Brown. I give Poole for Tatum or something like that or 
swap them out. I wouldn't just play one on one with everybody yeah. over there. I mean, if, I think they're probably going to do what they did the same things with the Suns because the Suns have a lot, of, a lot of similarities to the Celtics, where I think that they're just going to have to play full court fucking press. You know what I'm saying? And just make them earn those buckets in the beginning of the game. Because, you know, when it comes to a three point shootout, bro, Boston ain't going to win that. You oh, know no. What I'm the Golden State has snipers out there. We already know that shit. From the three-point line, man, they got killers. They got, like you said, they got Poole, they got Curry, and they got Clay. You know, so, I mean, it's going to be hard to stop the three. But they Boston has been shown to struggle when you put them on a full-court press, man. They, they've been struggling to score points like that. That's what Miami's been putting on them, and they had to go all the way down to game seven. That's what uh, – who, who did they just play in the round before? Uh, uh, seven for this. I, who did that? Uh, right? I cannot remember right now the top of my head. Was I, it the Sixers? It was the Sixers. It was the Sixers, yeah. They they put they put a full-court press on them, you know what I'm saying? Where, honestly, I don't think they should have struggled that much, to be honest. I mean, you didn't have Joel, Joel Embiid for a couple games for that. But, and I mean, listen, Joel, Joel Embiid, for whatever you think about him, was definitely in the ring for MVP. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, a lot of people say, oh, he's just a crybaby. There's no way he would have won. Like, he was definitely a candidate. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, it is what it is. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I'm with you, Jake. I have Boston winning in six because I just think that they're overall the better team compared to Golden State. But Golden State has been to the dance before. These players oh, they have, yeah. has been there. They have the experience of they don't fold under these lights. You know what I mean? And that was a big concern because they were highlighting after the game at the ceremony how Al Horford – went like a hundred games or something and he yeah. never had a finals appearance. And that was just crazy to me. And then, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are still really young. Yeah. So, you know, having them there, Marcus Smart's young, Robert Williams is young. Like this is a really young team and this is a first year head coach. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, Ime Udoku getting your team to the finals in your first year after basically Brad Stevens surprises everyone and says, oh, yeah, I'm taking Danny Ainge's spot, and we're going to hire, you know, Ime Udoko. And he actually, I think, had a good chance of being coach of the year. Nothing against Monty Williams. But I feel like Ime next year could be make a serious run for coach of the year. Oh, yeah, definitely. I think so, man. I mean, he's shown a lot, you know what I'm saying? Which kind of actually brings me to an interesting topic, speaking of coaching, the Lakers, huh? Yeah, they, they just hired a new coach. Milwaukee. Yeah. Yeah, they hired Milwaukee as assistant. I was asking one of my friends yesterday, and he said, you know, um, we haven't seen a lot yet, but it also just kind of depends on how well he meshes with LeBron. And that's something that I thought, man, I can't believe those words actually can come out of our mouths to see how well a coach meshes with LeBron. But that's been his whole career, and that's and I think that's funny. And I'm once again, me and, me and my co-host, uh, we don't agree on this, but I'm not a LeBron fan. Like I don't take anything from the man' career. He's a stellar player, superstar. He's a great player all around. I just do not respect not his game, but just the stuff that comes around his name at times. Oh no, absolutely. When um. When they built the big three in Miami, everyone was obsessing over LeBron. I'm still over here, you know. I'm a, in high school, and I'm still obsessing over Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Been a big D. Wade fan since he got drafted. Ever, I mean, that was the year, you know, you had Chris Paul drafted in the same round. Melo, LeBron, Chris Bosh. 
here's Dwayne Wade out of Marquette. And that, that was probably one of the best draft classes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That draft all was All of stacked. them Hall of Fame. All of them are, you know, besides Melo, rings. And they, they all pretty much did what they were supposed to do to come out that class. And I was with you. I'm a big Dwayne Wade, Sway Wade. I'm going for my boy. And I told people that I said, man, Dwayne didn't need LeBron. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. If, well, think about it. He won his if first. I, I might be wrong, but we can check the stats on this, which I know I'm not wrong. Wade had a ring. He did. He won a ring. He won a ring with the glove with Gary Payton. Yeah, and... Wade. Wade had this ring already, so it wasn't like, but hey, Bron, I need you here to win a ring. Bron was like, I'm going to go over here with the Sway Wade group and make something of it. Hold on, hold on, and he got a ring. Hold on. Le- LeBron didn't ask for that trade. No, I'm not, no, they they wanted LeBron. Everybody wanted LeBron. Yeah, okay, but you, you can't the, say. No, no, I can't say LeBron wanted to go there. I, I'm not because, saying that. What, because, I'm saying, what I'm saying is this. You can't say that LeBron was not there, that they still win a ring. Because respectfully, say, respectfully to the glove, he was leaving the next year. They needed okay. somebody to fill that spot. But I can also say this. Without him going there, can you say he still have the rings he got? LeBron has been a part of three different teams where the coaches had no rings till he showed up. He gets them a ring. They go coach somewhere else. They don't get another fucking ring. They had one in Miami. You can't tell me that that's not nothing. No, no, no. That that coach that was there, that was his first year. He didn't have a ring without LeBron. He didn't have a ring without LeBron. That was his first year due to him... You know, just being his first year. But like I said, you Miami have a, you have a brand you have a brand new co- you have a brand new coach. You lost one of your top players, and now you have you have D Wade, Chris Bosh, and fucking uh, LeBron. To who to me, Jake is the goat. I'm gonna be honest with you here, man. And we can have that debate also. But I think LeBron James is the fucking goat. And you can't say, man, that every team that he went on, he did not transform. The I, Cleveland Cavaliers, he that. played with basically nobodies, bro. His next biggest name player was Della Vadova. Who oh, I forgot about him. is he on now, guys? He's not on a team, I don't think. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, bro. He took Della Vadova to a finals and a dub, nigga. You cannot tell me, bro, that LeBron does not yeah, transform not. a team that he's on. You, you cannot say right. that. I'm not taking anything away from D-Wade. I'm not saying he's not a great player. And I'm not saying he doesn't deserve his flowers in his role for winning that finals. But to say that... It's overhyping LeBron is insane to me. Because look, I don't think LeBron, you can you can say, I don't know. I feel like the three teams LeBron went to with my when he was when he was with Miami, Wade had a ring already. Wade was a stellar player already. And yes, LeBron, Bosch, and um Ray Allen ended up coming over there and really sealing the game for them. Cleveland. He showed that he can he can do it, but who did he also have over there? Kyrie. Kyrie and Kevin Love. They played a major role in his win over there. I really say Kyrie won. I really say Kyrie won that uh I really say Kyrie won over there for them because Kyrie was throwing stats up also. And then going to the Lakers. Well, the man that to me. Shot. That Laker win was kind of like, uh, 
because it was the whole bubble. Not everybody was. Really oh, the Mickey good. Mouse ring. Huh? The Mickey Mouse ring. I've heard people call it that. Yeah, because it like it really wasn't just a that kind of year. And you got AD over there. You got nice players, and y'all win a ring. I don't take nothing from it. No, I'm from LA. That was one of my, uh, you know, one of my favorite uh, teams. I'm a huge Kobe fan. That's the goat to me. And I just don't. I feel like whatever team he goes to, if they win a ring, it was all because of LeBron. They don't even look at the support and the help and all that other stuff. They say, oh, yeah, them guys had a good year. But LeBron had a superstar stellar, the greatest year of his life, better than he was 35. I'm sorry, He's the best 36-year-old. But in clutch moments, other players have stepped can, up can, and can, did something for him. I can't name his stats. Hold on, no, no, no. Can, can you answer me one question? Who was the finals MVP in both those rings? I'm not worried about that. I'm sorry. It was LeBron James. Okay. You can't say. And first off, but, talking about Kyrie. No, 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 no. No, because you spoke. Let me speak. <laughs> talking about Kyrie, the man made one fucking shot. Okay. If you're going by that, Steve Kerr's the fucking goat. Michael Jordan <laughs> didn't make that last fucking shot. There's plenty of times Kobe did not make the I, final I fucking that. shot. And t- this is crazy. Statistically, LeBron James has the most final, final clutch shots in NBA fucking history. That is a statistical fact. That is a you said fact. Like in what playoffs, finals, regular, regular season? season, and playoffs, he statistically has the most clutch shots. That's what I'm looking at. Okay. That's how I know that. See. And listen, let me see. Check this out, right? Which which final do you want to go to? 2012 or 2013, LeBron, let where he see. won both MVP oh, finals. Let me see the stat on shots. So but I just want to show you something. I, I, this is me. I am. I, I like the man's name. I don't take nothing from him. He does make shots. He does a lot for whatever team he's on. Like, it just, when Kobe won with um, Gasol and Bynum, it was a talk of them three, you know, how they all did good and all that. When, um, who else he went with? Shaq. All that. It wasn't just Kobe dominated this, Kobe dominated that. It was his around his name wasn't how they put it around LeBron name. Because LeBron transforms a team that he's on. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from Kobe. I'm not taking anything away from Jordan. But you're not gonna sit here and disrespect LeBron James, who has transformed franchises. You cannot say that that man not being there did not help Miami. If LeBron's not there, do they still win? Jake, I know you like doing what-ifs. If LeBron is not on that Miami Heat team for those two years that they won those rings, do they win? That's the thing. I think um, in – well, obviously, let's see. They made the finals against the Mavericks, which um, that was kind of a weird situation. I don't know how they ended up losing. Yeah, that was crazy. Against the the Thunder and the – Against the Thunder, um, I feel like – with that, you know, I think they would have – well, they definitely needed LeBron in 2013. You know, remember when he lost his headband and he basically goes off against the Spurs in game six? Yes, I do remember that. They definitely, I think, needed LeBron then. For mm-hmm. 2012, that's a thing that I'm trying to figure out too because you had KD, Russ, James Harden coming off the bench, which I still don't know how they got away with that. Yeah. That was- um, Kendrick Perkins, Serge Ibaka, 
really dominant team. So I feel like with that one, that could have been kind of a, you know, they, if they don't have LeBron and they just have D Wade and Chris Bosh and, you know, Mario Chalmers, then that might be a no, but they needed LeBron in 2013 because they struggled against San Antonio. I remember watching that and thinking, oh man, you know, Tim Duncan is, you know, really, you know, making LeBron uncomfortable. Manu's locking him up. And then there's Kawhi, who no one had really paid attention to Kawhi yet. Yeah, he, he wasn't the two-time defensive player of the year yet. No, he was not the Kawhi yet. He was just Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, exactly. But th- that's what I'm saying, though, man. I just, I, I don't, I don't like the LeBron hate that he gets so much. But I mean, he is a transformative player to any team that he goes to. And I mean, he's been to 10 finals in the 17 years that he's been playing. And people act like that's just peanuts. Like, that's like not shit. And I'm like, that's extremely fucking difficult. Hello? Oh, I mean, I think with it, too, that LeBron, you know, made those teams definitely great. I think it's also that people now are looking at it as the LeBron as the GM, LeBron as the owner. So, like, calling him the Le GM, the owner. I think that's kind of where some of the disrespect comes from. Because I remember, and I have friends from Cleveland, when LeBron went on TV and made his decision, you had people in Cleveland in tears. They were so mad at him. Yeah. And then he comes back a few years later and they are so confused. They're saying, whoa, 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 you just hurt us and you're coming back? And then a few weeks later, they're all cool with it again. And then he leaves again. But in a sense, you know, in that 2017, 2018 year, that was kind of J.R. Smith's fault. You know, that, yeah. that was really J.R. Smith's whole fault. Yes, definitely. I totally agree with that. And like I said, everybody gives, everyone hypes this praise up on Kyrie because he made one game winning clutch shot. And Which, then Kyrie leaves because he wants he doesn't want to be in LeBron's shadow anymore. And he and goes to Boston and what did he do? Nothing. You know, they they had something going with Isaiah Thomas. And then they go to he goes to Boston, they draft Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum struggled as a rookie. You know, yep. you have your rookie struggles. Jalen Brown wasn't, you know, developed yet. Neither was Marcus Smart. And you know, Al, I think, no, yeah, Scary Terry was there too, but yeah. he wasn't Scary Terry yet. He was yeah. just Terry Rozier. So you had this team and Kyrie came in and was expected to, you know, be this really big aspect. And then with Gordon Hayward, and then that just didn't happen. And after he was there, what, two years? Yeah. And then he, want, he wants to go ring chasing. And remember, he told, and then he told Boston, he said, I'll come back if you guys are gracious enough to have me. They were working out a contract, and then KD called and said, Hey, I'm going to Brooklyn, come with me. He said, Bye, Boston. I don't give a fuck about it. It was not handled well. And now, with this, um, you know, seeing that Kyrie left, that was a act that really helped Boston because with Kyrie leaving, Jason Tatum took that next step, Marcus Smart was taking, you know, multiple steps. They get Al Horford back. And, yes, I know it was so weird for me yesterday to see Al Horford taking threes. I don't know why he was doing that. Um, He is a center. But they get Al Horford back, and then you see the overall development of this team. And it's, wow, you know, this team didn't need Kyrie the way we thought. 
but they needed a guy like Jason Tatum or a guy like Marcus Smart. Also, I keep forgetting that Marcus Smart's hair is green, and that just must <laughs> might be a new thing. That that's my boy. I I'm I like Marcus Smart just because he's a good player to me, and then the energy he also brings. Oh, to- he re- he reminds me a lot of Draymond actually. Huh? He reminds me of Draymond with that defensive ability. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, definitely. Listen, man, he he lost to arguably one of the greatest teams in history, and people act like, oh, but you're LeBron though. You're supposed to win that. You're supposed to win that. And by the way, I'm showing Tommy a stat line right now, Jake, where which shows statistically LeBron James has the most clutch shots made in history of all time. The only person that's behind him is Vince Carter. Interesting, isn't it? No, no that not- is pretty interesting too. And I was another thing too. I really wanted to see Vince in the finals. I think um, it was it was the Magic, right? Was he no Raptors? He and T Mac were on the Raptors yes. together. And I was watching that video of you know T Mac finding out that they're cousins, <laughs> and one of the comments says, "And they deserve to bring a ring." to Toronto. Obviously, that's a different story, but yeah. that's the thing that's so crazy is that with LeBron, he has done really well, but I also think that 2017-2018, he carried that team in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Put it on his back. Yeah, he definitely put that team on his back. Yeah, it was, it was Greg Jennings with a broken leg. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, people forget that shit. You know what I'm saying? That, that's my thing, right? Listen, I'm not the one pushing over here that I'm like, oh, LeBron James will go, LeBron James will go. I really ever hardly talk about it because a lot of people don't like hearing it. But when people start disrespecting LeBron, then I got to speak up, man, because they just act like my boy is a scrub. And I'm like, bro, you got drafted straight out of high school, number one overall pick, transformed every franchise you fucking been to, came back to Cleveland, did not have to, came back because he said, I'm from fucking Ohio, I'm going to get this team a ring, and did it. Fucking did it. How many times have people said, I'm going to do something for this franchise? Kyrie, prime fucking example, I don't need LeBron. I can go to Boston and I can transform that fucking team. Oh, Didn't do a bitch ass thing. I'm sorry, you talking about the, the Lakers who were already winners before Kobe got there? Kobe, Kobe did I'm not a, transform I'm the Lakers, stay, bro. Kobe did not transform the Lakers. Here. I'm not even going to leave. This is my team. I don't care what up and downs, coaching, I don't care what we going through, what players we have. This is my team. I'm going to stay do the bad. And when we get to the good, it's, I'm going to support it. We're going to be here. It's interesting that to say that. also my thing. It's well, interesting LeBron. to say that LeBron, when, you're, you say, uh, when you come into a winning franchise. It's interesting to say that. Where when you're Kobe Bryant, you can sit down for your first six years. You don't even fucking start. He, he didn't sit down for his first six years. He didn't do shit his first fucking six years. He only took six years to get a ring. Okay. And, and LeBron, how many years was he in the league when he won? He came in a starter, right? He came in. He came in a starter, one. right? He came one. in a starter, right? Eight. He came in a starter Eight. to Cleveland, okay? Which, by the way, Cleveland had a top 10 pick, and ever since LeBron joined that team, he's never been part of a team that's had a top 10 lottery pick in the NBA. Well, I mean, you have to look at it, too. I mean, they drafted Anthony Bennett. I don't know who that is. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, that, that 2013 draft was rough. I mean, if you were to look at that 2013 draft and tell me right um, back then that this guy from Greece is going to be the best player out of it, I would say, wait, how do you pronounce his name again? 
I mean, that draft, that 2013 draft produces Oladipo and Giannis. Oladipo has been a really solid player. And Giannis is, you know, one of the best players of the decade. Yeah. But I remember so many people were really hyped on this class. And I'm thinking, that was such an underwhelming class. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people have not performed coming out that class. So I think with it, I mean, LeBron has definitely been a big part of the game. He's done amazing things. And, you know, you, he was a big, you know, thing with the super teams. You know, you think of the 2000s. And, you know, you get Ray Allen, Kevin Garnett, and Paul Pierce, pair them together, and they become the big three, or in that episode, the Scott Van Pelt, the Boston Three Party. I don't think they ever called that, but it was still cool to say. (laughs) And you saw the super teams work out there. So Miami does it, and they do well. And San Antonio did that, and they did well too. And then you get to Golden State with the Def lineup. And it seems that they keep, you know, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and then they're changing out the other parts. You know, they lose Harrison Barnes, and they – who did they put in? Um, I'm trying to think. It wasn't Iguodala. Maybe it was Iguodala. Yeah, Iguodala was in there for a second. And then – oh, no, it was KD. Because Kate. oh, that was another thing. Oh, man. That that three was ridiculous. It was crazy because, um, and this is nothing against Draymond. Draymond is always going to be known for his defense. He is someone who is, you know, a dynamic player. He's known for his defense. But if you're saying Draymond's going to shoot the three, I'm going to say why? Why is Draymond trying to shoot a three when you have two of the best three point shooters yeah. of all time? See and. For these past couple playoffs, I've been noticing that Draymond can be at the three-point line. Nobody's going to guard him because they know two things. He's really setting up for the play. And your percentage to hit this, I'm willing to go with that you miss it. Now, he makes some of them, yeah, but most of them, he's, he's not even really going to take the shot. And I've sat there and like, Draymond, shoot the ball. Draymond, do something in He's waiting for Curry, Clay, Poole, or somebody else to move around and get open before he takes the shot. So I'm okay. Like, like you said, he's his defense helps a lot. His energy helps a lot. And he can just see the court when it comes to them two, Clay and Curry. He can see them and know where they're gonna be at. He'll throw the ball in the corner and they still run into the corner and they're gonna catch and shoot. So that's just my – like, I'm all around right now going to stay. It's just hard for me, and I told Boogie this also, it's hard for me to say that somebody, some team is going to beat Golden State which is, in a seven. Which is why right now, Jake, I just want to interject real fast. <laughs> I have a hold my nuts update. I am taking Boston right now in the finals versus the Golden State Warriors for five hold my nuts. Are you down, Tommy? Sure. Yeah? You want to check on that? Okay. We got that. That is locked in, folks. So we have a segment here called Hold My Nuts where uh, the loser has to buy bags of peanuts and is told to hold my nuts, Jake. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? 
it, that, that's what uh, that's what happens out out here in uh, Block Talk, man. We got to hold my nuts. So uh, I'm showing Tommy how all around LeBron is a better player than Kobe. You know, better rebounder, passer, thrower, shooter of the football, uh, shooter of the basketball. I'm sorry. The only thing that Kobe tops him on is free throw percentage, which that ain't gonna win you a game. Also, also, how terrible were the Lakers in 06 and 07 that Kobe had to be as dominant as he was because he didn't have anyone else. He was basically Luka Doncic, what he is right now, how he runs all these stat lines for the Mavericks because he has to, because he has no one else on that fucking team. That's true. I mean, they literally don't have anyone on Dallas besides Luka. They need a center, and... People have been saying DeAndre Ayton to the Mavericks. And I'm thinking about that and saying, you know, you saw that downfall that Phoenix had against Dallas. And everyone turned on DeAndre Ayton so quickly after that game. Yeah. I mean, that's how fandom goes, though, man. You know what it is? That's why, like I said, everybody was so mad at LeBron when he left Cleveland, even though he came back and gave them a ring. And then when he decided to leave again, they were still mad at him. It's like, you can't ever make fans happy enough. Oh, no. Well... I mean, I'm a New Orleans fan. There's only one player who has left New Orleans that I've genuinely been mad at, and that was Anthony Davis. I was because say, you you lost you guys lost CP3 and uh, AD to and to go see them go do better in, in different franchises as a, a Pelicans fan. How does like does that sting a little bit? Honestly, it, it definitely stings a little bit. But the thing with Chris Paul is that he is still you know has a special place in his heart. For New Orleans and you know he um you know mentions how much he loves them and he and Willie Green are boys you know Willie Green is a dark horse candidate for coach of the year in my opinion next year and then you know with Anthony Davis I know it was about the you know who are we going to surround him with but Anthony Davis is also hurt a lot they bring in Boogie and that was kind of a good let go for you guys to Anthony Davis hasn't shown since his last year of college that he's no. healthy for a full season. No, he hasn't. Um, so I think with it, you know, losing Anthony Davis, that definitely stung. But, I mean, when he was coming out in that last game with the that's all folks, that just riled me up. Um, but I think, actually, in my opinion, when the Pelicans traded away Drew, that stung more than anything. Mm. Because, basically, they got such a downgrade in Eric Bledsoe. Drew Holiday. And yeah, that was definitely a letdown. It, it was a letdown, and then, you know, that 2020-21 season, Stan Van Gundy, that was just not a good hire. And I think with it, too, you know, we trade Josh Hart for C.J. McCollum mm-hmm. this year, and C.J. did really well for us. Now the question on everyone's mind is, is Zion going to play? And he's going to show shape, man. He's got the same problem Luca does. They just do not take good care of their bodies. And especially when you're that fucking big, let's be honest, you have to take care of yourself because we've seen it plenty of times. You know, like people talk about Shaq. People forget when Shaq was playing, Shaq was a phenom, all-around great-around athlete, and he took great care of his fucking body. Oh, absolutely. That's so long. And he's mentioned it too, him and Charles Barkley. Yeah. But you also look at, um, you know, the other players – on that team, you have Brandon Ingram, who I think maybe took three days off, and he's back in the gym practicing his shot with Fred Vinson. Yeah. And you have these players who are staying really active and, you know, conditioning. And, I mean, we all remember seeing Jimmy Butler 
like exhausted when he's laying down. That's not a lack of conditioning. You know, Jimmy Butler conditions. That yeah. was just him playing basically 50 minutes a game. Yeah. yeah. And and having to play that is the thing. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know why people would kind of shit on like the big three type things, but it's like, it's been proven that you need to have more than just one player on your team to be a steady winner. You know what I mean? Like be able to actually compete in the finals and win. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you saw how in Portland they just had CJ and Dame and, you know, the two of them couldn't get it done. Obviously that was, you know, prime warriors and that was a big part of it too. But, you know, they struggle. And then when CJ comes to new Orleans, everyone's concerned. How is he going to pair with Brandon Ingram? Because this is his team and they flourish. And now it's okay. How are the two of them going to pair with a kid who's, 21 yeah yeah i think the chemistry definitely has has a a big part to do with it and you know you bring in again i mean i i'm not trying to shit on russell westbrook here but he's just kind of been shown man like when he comes into teams he kind of sort of causes problems because he's a real like me 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 player and you do have to worry about that when you bring like somebody like that into your franchise no absolutely i mean you have to bring people who are passionate about team chemistry and growth and i'm not saying that the 90s Bulls weren't all about that. But you had, you know, Scotty and MJ. And basically those two, it was you need to make sure you connect with them. Because we saw the last dance and saw how, I think it was Tony Kukoc, they, you know, despised him. And they were like, no, we do not want this scrub on our team. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, Jake, you're bringing up a lot of good points here, man. I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm really uh, – so I just want to ask you. We didn't ask you, man. Who, For you, who do you think is the GOAT when it comes to basketball, Jake? I think that's really a tough one. I mean, obviously, I'm a huge MJ fan. I think he set a great standard. He played defense. He um, was an all-around great shooter, and he did well. And he, you know, overcame so much – I know people will say, well, he retired and he unretired and he had Scotty. So I still think it's MJ for sure. But I mean, I've always been impressed with Kobe's play, Kobe without Shaq. I know the 2012 team where they tried to bring in Steve Nash and where they brought in Dwight Howard didn't work. But I think with my GOAT discussion, I think it's got to be MJ. I know a lot of people will say that, but... I saw a lot from him, and I don't see a lot of guards, aside from Marcus Smart, play defense like MJ did. Because Marcus Smart was, like, one of the last – was the most recent guard, and there were, like, what, 20 years before someone else was the guard who won the defensive player of the year? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, guess I, 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 know I, I think that the GOAT conversation is very fluid because, let's be honest, when – because there's, you can make a point that Dr. J was the GOAT of his time. And then came Michael Jordan. And like I said, now, right now, currently, we have LeBron, who I think right now currently is the GOAT. And eventually, there'll be somebody who surpasses him, you know, not only probably in statistics or in play, but the game just evolves. You know, and I think a lot of people don't take that into consideration. So I think that, like, the GOAT isn't as stagnant as some people would like to make the conversation. Where I just think, to me, currently, right now, and also, you know, I know that we're all younger guys. I also didn't see MJ play. You know what I'm saying? I mean, a lot of us were just 
I mean, me, I was born in 93. You know what I'm saying? So I was born in like yeah. the height of the Rockets. And then MJ came back, you know? So it's like, I, I don't really know. I didn't actually see him play. So I think that's why I'm more impressed by LeBron. But I just think it's something to take into consideration. No, definitely. I mean, I think LeBron is a great player. I think he's done great things. I mean, he obviously delivered on his promise to Cleveland, and he has definitely been a big revelation for the game. But I also think, too, that it comes down now to, I guess, this decade of load management. And that is not nothing against LeBron, but when you hear that phrase come out, you're thinking, wait, did that exist in the 90s? Yeah. I was I was just thinking that it was like a lot of um that or things like that. It's hard for me to kind of go by at certain times. I'm not saying stats you know are trash, but back in the nineties, eighties, nineties, it was a lot of stats that wasn't, you know, up there or made up and the criteria of players was different. So, like he said, it's just how the NBA is at the moment and who's around. Because, like he said, I didn't watch Jordan. I I barely st- – I started watching basketball when Kobe Kobe was drafted. So, I don't know too much to do. I watch his highlights and stuff like that. But actually watching games, watch how he play in games, I wasn't able to see that. Kobe was my introduction to it. And – I just, what a Lakers were, and I enjoyed it. Then comes LeBron and all the players that surrounded the league when LeBron came. Now, LeBron has been so dominant, yes, but it's also a lot of other players that have played less less roles, as far as I can say, towards as LeBron that, are, that I'm big fans of. Like, like I say, Dwayne Wade. Love the man, love him all the way. Big was a big fan of his. Uh, and people don't talk about the Spurs too much, but that whole Spurs team, who doesn't talk about the championship Spurs? Nobody, what you, you mean? It is rare. who doesn't talk oh, about Manu Ginobili, it, Tony Parker now, and Tim Duncan. Now, when we speak of NBA, the Spurs are nothing. Now, I'm saying like now, but also when people say championship teams, they don't think of. Like, it's hard when people don't say the Spurs. People like Miami, Kobe, all these other stuff. You have to think about it. It's the same thing that, like, uh, so we're Rockets fans, Jake. It's the same thing. Nobody talks about the Rockets anymore because, though, you have to think about it. It was, I don't want to say so long ago because it's not like it was forever ago, but people are a now, now, now type of thing. So it's like, listen, it's not what have you done for me. It's what have you done for me lately. And lately, the Spurs have been not so great as they used to. Just and, like the Rockets. You know what I mean? The last time the Rockets were talking about was when Harden was on the team and Russ was there and we had a chance to go to the finals. You know what I'm saying? But since then, nobody brings but, them up either. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That is, that's just how it is with them. But it's a lot of, you know, people who've done so much that's just not spoken of. And it, it's just crazy to me. But I'm a big, I don't know, LeBron, you got it, man. Congratulations on everything you're doing. We love but, hey. Don't wait for your son. Just go ahead and leave. Nah, man, don't do that to him, man. Bronny gonna be there in two years, though. Yeah, okay. But my thing is, LeBron, you asked for all these people, bro. 
No, he you, did. Yes, Listen. he did. No, no, no I no, said yes, he did. I oh, said yeah. yes, he oh. did. It's his fault. You asked for all these people that's over in the Lakers. Yes. You go get all these aged, washed up. Not not saying they just horrible, but you get all washed, this. But... You get all these people who came out of your draft class down there or close to your time frame, and you think because they got the experience and all this that y'all just gonna dominate. Right now, these young killers are dominating the league. And you're giving away all these young killers for these older vets, and then y'all do so horrible. Then he make it the When they say time to trade people, it's everybody LeBron picked. And then people went stupid crazy on um I forget who said it on the sports talk, but they was like, maybe they should think about trading LeBron. The world went crazy. Because that's stupid. Hold on, why would you trade LeBron? No, absolutely. Why would you? But I'm, I'm thank just, you. I'm just saying That's a crazy point to bring up, though. Why? What you mean, why? Why? LeBron James. Why? Arguably, right now. So just because of his, what you did for me before, I can't trade you now. What you mean, literally, fucking two years ago, he won you a championship. So I can't trade you now. Why would you? The Lakers are not going to trade him. The only person. His name. No, the only person that wants his traded is Phil Jackson. Who this nigga didn't do shit. He came in the two winning fucking franchises. Who? Fuck it. Phil Jackson. Nigga, Phil Jackson has one, rings. One, one of the greatest coaches. In, Listen. In history. Okay. One of the greatest coaches, right? But as a GM, what has he done? When he went to the Knicks, go ahead. T- tell me the players he had at the Knicks that right GM, now did speaking, great. I'm not speaking on GM status. That's what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm saying the only person that wants LeBron gone is the GM, Phil Jackson, who is terribly is known for picking Terrible fucking players and making terrible trades. He ruined the fucking Knicks. I mean, listen, they weren't that good anyway. But let's be honest. He definitely let them go into an even bigger slide into the fucking crapper, bro. Everybody wants to remember, oh, Phil Jackson uh, coached the Lakers. LeBron and – hold on. Kobe and fucking Shaq were already there. Everybody talks about, oh, he was there with the Bulls. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen were already fucking there. And they had just got uh, Dennis Rodman. So I coach you. Motherfucker, what does that have to do with the GM position? What I'm saying is this. People bring up coaching. I'm talking about him as a GM. As a GM, he's a shit fucking GM. You should not listen to a man that ruined the Knicks franchise. Why would you want to get rid of LeBron? That is stupid. If Okay. Okay, no, 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 no. I didn't hear him say No, no, we're going to do a Jake's take what if. If you get rid of LeBron, who, who do you get back for LeBron that's worth fucking LeBron? That's an actual good trade. Because you're going to get rid of everybody. Your franchise is fucked. You pick any other team who is like, hey, LeBron, we're trading you to the Celtics. The Lakers are going to win back who? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. Who the fuck else you got now over there? Because you're going to need big names for LeBron. Come on, bro. You can't tell me that LeBron isn't going to go for big money and big names. I understand that. Not nothing. And big market. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't say Trey Lebron. You bad. No, 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 no. Because you're over here defending it. You're like, I, I heard it. And no, then, why I would you not trade it? And you I said, why it, not trade him? Because I, I so I'm telling you. So I'm telling you, why not trade him? So you trade. Okay. Where do you, where do you trade him? Where do you trade him? Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. You'll trade all three of them. You're not going to get nothing to that caliber. First back. off, you're, you can't trade Russell Westbrook. Why? You got $47 million wrapped up in him. You can't get rid of $47 million because ain't nobody going to pay that shit. But what I'm saying is these were the, these were the conversations that was on SportsCenter. Also, trade so, LeBron or trade the other three people. Who, why would you not trade Carmelo Anthony? 
I'm talking about all three. He'd be cheaper. All three. He'd be cheaper. You're okay, and you could games. you could trade one superstar for another superstar. AD, we just talked about it. Notoriously hurt all the fucking time. Is he really gonna hurt the Lakers if he's gone? We don't know. He was there for the ring. He helped win the ring. I will give you that. I will concede that point. He was there for the for the ring. And yes, did he play a role? Yes. What role did he play last year? Besides riding the goddamn bench. What role did any of them play last year? What you mean? That's true. They made the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. They did so not make the playoffs. Nobody did a good role to good me. But what I'm saying is this, though. Comparing LeBron to AD, Russ, and Carmelo Anthony, as far as trade value goes, they are not on the same level. I never seen They're nowhere anything. near the same level. I never seen anything about trade value. But you just said, to you, it's crazy to trade those three players. Why not? What's the difference? You trade them three is equivalent to you trading LeBron. Is it? Yes. Jake, I'm going to let you take that one because that's just insane to me. Is is that the same to you? If you were trading LeBron for getting... If you was trading Carmelo Westbrook and Anthony Davis, I feel like that's the same equivalent to trading LeBron. I feel like when you put them all together... And they all have chemistry with LeBron. It does come, I think, close to that level because, you know, you look at what AD can do when he's healthy, what Russ can do by himself, and what Melo can do by themselves. But I think with it, too, you know, you have to take into account Melo's age, Russ's struggles, and AD's health. And but, a cap hit because he is owed $47 million. Oh, no, absolutely. So I think with it, I can see all three of them combined. They could be, you know, on the same tier as LeBron when they're all healthy. But it's also they have that chemistry, too, because Melo and LeBron are boys. You know, they've been boys since the draft. Yeah. And it's, you know, Melo, Chris Bosh, D-Wade, CB3, and LeBron. Like, those five are inseparable. I mean, everyone remembers when – um well, actually, no, that was when LeBron was still with Miami. But, you know, those five are inseparable. And I think there was talks, too, about maybe Chris Paul wanting to join LeBron, maybe in Cleveland. I mean, you even remember when they brought D. Wade to Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah, for a second. Yeah, for a hollow minute. But- and then they send him back to Miami. and Yeah. So I think with it, it could be something where, you know, if you have them all healthy, if you have them, you know, within their standard value, they can come close. But if you trade all three away and keep LeBron, then who do you have to work with LeBron? Because a lot of those people on the team, no one knows who they are. Yeah. Look, I just think the Lakers are in a shitty situation altogether because you're really kind of stuck with these big cap hits, these big names. And, and you, you don't have picks. Not back. Because of how they played last year, like I said, Russ is having struggles and he's owed a lot of money. Uh, like I said, Carmelo Anthony is aging. You have to take into account same way that you that into account for LeBron. And like I said, AD hasn't had a full season played yet since that last year of college. So that's also something that other teams are going to take into account. And now you have a new, brand new first-year head coach. There's a lot of things going against the Lakers, which I think that – they might actually, I don't want to say going to be in trouble next year, but it's definitely going to be difficult to see them digging themselves out of this this next year. Oh, no, 
Yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I like to see how it comes about with them. I'm not against it. I'm like I say, I've been a Kobe fan since the beginning. So that four makes me a Lakers fan. I just, I don't know. I didn't, I felt like they should even got LeBron. That's just my opinion on it. But hey, you brought us a ring. I'm not tripping. Add it to the stats. So I'm good on that one. But. Mm. So uh, real quick, I want to do a quick shift to the NFL upcoming season. Jake, is that all right with you, man? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go uh, for it. We'll just do a quick, like a quick little 20, 15 minutes real quick. Uh, I know you have things that you have to do later today. So um, uh, you are a Saints fan. So I just kind of want to get your prediction real quick for the NFC South and where you think the Saints will rank. If you could just give me a one, two, three, four for the NFC South real quick. Yeah, I think with um, – if this is the four Tom Brady's 40-day retirement yeah. didn't last, I would say first. Right now I feel like the Saints are going to be around that second, maybe first. And, I mean, oh. getting Jarvis Landry, getting the Honey Badger, mm-hmm. getting Chris Olave in the draft, I think that can really help. And – Dennis Allen is a pretty good coach. I know that people are going to, you know, give him grief for his time in Oakland, but he also kept that whole staff together. You know, he moves up to coach and everyone stays. No one left. So him keeping that shows, um, you know, a lot that people might not see. And then, he still has like that defensive anchor. He has Marshawn, he has Cam Jordan, um, and he has Demario Davis. So like those three are some of the most dominant players. So I think one or two. Um, I definitely think there are going to be some games where they struggle. We don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara after he had his battery charge in Vegas. <laughs> we, we don't. I know a lot of people forgot about that. We don't know what's going to happen with Michael Thomas because he didn't play last year. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be a big factor to see if Michael Thomas is still Michael Thomas. So, I mean, stuff like that, it's kind of just you have to see how things go. And you lose Teron Armstead to the Dolphins. Basically, they I feel like they just gave Teron Armstead a blank check. Yeah. And the Saints said, yeah, we can't compete with that. Yeah. Uh, because they had no cap. But, you know, you return a lot of your offensive linemen. You just drafted the guy who's going to basically take over for Teron Armstead. And you also lose Marcus Williams, but you replace him with Marcus Maiden. That's – I don't know. I feel like that might be kind of a downgrade on paper because you take one Marcus and replace him with another Marcus. Yeah. But I think right now I could see them, you know – I feel like I could see them battling with Tampa Bay for – one and two, but didn't the Bucks lose a lot of good players too? Uh, no, actually, uh, I think they actually got most of their players back. I know that they for sure lost the coach, but honestly, as far as like the big name players, most of them came back. Yeah, yeah, I know that. Um, Chris Godwin. That's another thing too. We got to see how Chris Godwin recovers because he got injured late in the season. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we don't know the status of Gronk yet. Yep. And, I mean, they returned most of their defense, too. I think there was one player that they might have lost from the secondary. But, I mean, they returned, um, like, Antoine Winfield, too. So, that's a big return. So, I think the Saints are going to hover between one and two. I feel like one week they'll look, like, super dominant. And then another week it's just going to be me just being super confused at what Janice is doing. 
What? You're telling me Carolina won't make the leap, Jake? With Sam Darnold as their quarterback? <laughs> um, <laughs> it depends on the health of Christian McCaffrey. I think that's a big part of it. Listen, man, if you got Sam Darnold as your quarterback, you ain't doing a bitch ass thing. No. I'm sorry um, to give that to them, but they can't do shit with him, bro. I'm sorry. Sammy the Savior ain't saving shit. Oh, no, he's not. You got better- also that Robbie Anderson thought that their mascot was a bear. <laughs> I still can't believe that. Like, what's what- that bear doing? That's a yeah. panther. <laughs> yeah, he's a. And then with the Falcons. The Fal- oh man, no one has had a harder offseason than Falcons. I mean, because buddy. right, it's to the Colts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they trade Matt Ryan to the Colts. Calvin Ridley really got suspended for a full season. Yeah, and you basically don't have a lot of players that people recognize. And then with your first round pick, you draft Drake London who was rated most people's number four, number five receiver when Chris Olave is still on the board, Jamison Williams is still on the board, Garrett Wilson is still on the board. Yeah. And you draft Drake London. And it's just really up in the air. So I think with the NFC South, I think it's still going to be between the Bucks and the Saints. Maybe, you know, something will click with the Falcons, but – I haven't seen Marcus Mariota play a full season since he got replaced by Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest, man. It's, uh, I definitely think it's going to be the bank, the, the Bucks and the Saints battling for supremacy. I think it'll be interesting to see this new head coach at the Bucks because, you know, now that you don't have this bombs away offense, that'll definitely be interesting to see how that goes. And then the only thing that's going to work against Dennis Allen is he's going to be compared to Sean Payton. Oh, absolutely. So if you don't get it clicking right away, people are going to automatically start writing you off as a failure, which is unfortunate, but let's be honest, man. Again, everybody has a week-to-week mindset when it comes to fandom in the NFL, you know, where it's like, if if you didn't win, it's your fault, and this is why. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on Dennis Allen as a first-year coach, but it'll definitely be interesting to see. And luckily, like we said, man, Atlanta's probably a fucking wash, and Carolina looks like they're not getting their shit together. So it, I, I kind of, if I'm being honest, wrote them both off personally. So it'll definitely be interesting to see them go head to head with the Bucks and see how they do. Because there's some in the Saints organization, man. They also got the Bucks card over there. Yeah, I still do not know how the Saints shut out the Bucks and didn't even score a touchdown. That's still crazy to me. And I think with this too, I mean, yeah, you know, they are gonna compare Dennis Allen to Sean Payton. But I also feel like, too, that Sean Payton had to have some influence on the Saints promoting Dennis Allen. Because I think it was between Dennis Allen and Eric Bieniemy. Yes. And, you know, the thing that was, I think, that ultimately won was that Sean Payton said, we want an internal hire. Mm-hmm. And if you bring in Eric Bieniemy, Pete Carmichael might be gone and Chris Richard might be gone. And who knows? Dennis Allen could have been gone too. So I think they wanted to keep everyone together. And Mickey had Mickey Loomis had to have an idea about this of why he said, I want to go with this guy who's been our defensive coordinator versus the hottest name in the coaching market. Yeah. No, definitely, man. I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting to see the way that this season plays out. And as far as like draft picks go, you know, we said it on our on our draft show. 
unfortunately, you can never really know who's going to do what, where it's like you're really just kind of hoping on promise that they transfer over well from college to, to the pros. And, then, you know, let's be honest, injury gods sometimes are very iffy and picky on what they do. And sometimes late-round draft picks, you know, per Tom Brady tend to be, you know, potential goats later on in their future. And there's sometimes first-round draft picks that ends up, you know, being washes. Yeah, I mean, just ask the Patriots. You know, in 2019, they draft Nikhil Harry when A.J. Brown is still on the board, when D.K. is still on the board. And there was an interview where A.J. Brown was convinced he was going to be drafted by the Patriots. And I haven't seen Nikhil do anything. No, he's been very unspectacular, honestly. And he's not putting in the work. And then Bill Belichick goes out and gets Kendrick Bourne for Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. And that becomes his top target. And Jacoby Myers, who was – in this, who wasn't even drafted and came in in 2019 with Nikhil Harry, is outperforming him. Nelson Aguilar, who can't hold on to anything, how about his butter sticks for hand? <laughs> was was you know outperforming him. So, and I they've been saying, yeah, you know, Nikhil Harry's been working really hard. I said, then show it. I haven't seen anything from him. You have a young quarterback who you know, needs athletic young wide receivers and he doesn't have that person who has, you know, taken the next step. And you had to bring in Kendrick Bourne to be your number one receiver. And you had to bring in Nelson Aguilar, two really good tight ends. And then you wasted a first round pick. And now the talk is Bill Belichick can't draft receivers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, that's, that's the thing. Like, sure. You're praised when you pick somebody late and they turn out to be, you know, gold and you're just shit on if you think that you're picking a diamond and it turns out that you just picked out coal. And well, I'm- I mean, it's similar to what the Saints did when they picked Marcus Colston out of Hofstra. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he t- comes out and becomes Drew Brees' top weapon. So, it's yeah, it's, I mean, you have a point. You know, you're praised when you make that pick and it works. But you are, you know, run through the ringer when you make a first-round pick and it doesn't work. Yeah. Well, hey, Jake, I wanted to thank you for joining us for this bonus episode, man. That we're- Yeah, thanks so much for having me. No, definitely, dude. It was a lot of fun. You're obviously very knowledgeable about the NBA and the NFL. I know you also are very knowledgeable on MLB where we lack a little bit, so I kind of wanted to stay away from it, if I'm being honest. Uh, I'm a cursory Astros fan. Like, don't get me wrong, I love the Astros, but I honestly don't start paying attention until, like, October. October. Yeah. The, the <laughs> no, for sure. That's when I lock in. But, you know, maybe we'll have you back when, whenever we're about to do the, the, the run for October. You know what I'm saying? Get, yeah, absolutely. Get you might push. I'd love to be. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll get in contact with you after we hang up on this, man. And I just want to thank you so much again for being a guest. Uh, you've been great. You want to go ahead and shout out your uh, social medias and your podcast for everybody? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can find this – on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Jake's Take Podcast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all Jake's Take Podcasts. We get out episodes every Tuesday and Friday. We cover Southern teams in the small market. So if you're interested in any of that stuff, you know, check us out. And we'll start having some guests on the show too. So I'm excited. You know, I'm super grateful that I got to be here with y'all and learn a lot from y'all. I mean, this was fun. 
definitely had a lot of fun talking about this. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Uh, we, we try to make sure we have a good time with our guests. Also, so all of our guests, we uh, make sure to make them a custom one-of-one uh, block talk shirt, man. So uh, off the podcast, I'll get an address from you, um, P.O. Box or whatever, so we can send you a shirt, man, to let you know how grateful we are, bro. Yeah, that, that sounds great. I'm excited. Perfect, man. Well, hey, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. Jake from Jake's Take. Make sure to give him a like, follow, subscribe to the podcast, hit the little bell, all that jazz. And make sure you do it for our podcast too, man. It really helps with the algorithm. Five-star review, you know, leave a nice comment and stuff like that. Like us on uh, YouTube, subscribe, all that jazz, man. And let him know how he ain't shit. Yeah, let me know I ain't shit because I love him. <laughs> He's so, crazy. Yeah, it's all right, man. Listen, hit me with the misogyny. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Hit me with all that good jazz. Now it's going to be we don't know sports. Now it's going to be we don't know sports, bro. <laughs> Until Boston wins, and then I'm going to look like a champion. <laughs> Listen, just be ready to hold my nuts. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right, <laughs> all right Jake. All right, Jake. Thank you so much, brother. This was so much fun, man. Uh, I'll hit you up right now to get that address from you, bro. Sounds good. Thanks so much, guys. Perfect. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, that was a great podcast, man. Another great interview with another great guest. Uh, very knowledgeable guy. I'm not. Gonna I, don't, I don't think I he's didn't very know. knowledgeable. How he got so deep I, in that I shit? But he still said Boston. Hey, get the fuck out of here, man. I, listen, I don't think that was very. Knowledgeable. Listen, I, I think I ain't saying. I think what it man. is. I think it makes you nervous because you're like, fuck. I'm the only one going for Golden State, just like nope. you're the only one going for Miami, nope. and it makes you nervous. And nope. it's okay. I love it. it. Anyway, listen. To wrap this up, just some quick housekeeping notes. Uh, as you can see from Tommy's neck, if you go ahead and pull that thing on out, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Block Talk has an official new sponsor uh, with the episode that's coming out later this week with Gallo El Cochino Chingon. Make sure to give that a listen. We now have a new jewelry sponsor. That's why we out here glistening. You know what I'm saying? They have bracelets, rings, uh, Cuban chains, uh, pendants, uh, you know, all types of stuff for men and women. And listening to this show, if you put in the code BLOCKDOWN, B-L-O-K-K-D-O-W-N, all one word, all caps, into the coupon code at checkout. You'll get a special 25% off, and, you know, you're letting them know that we sent you over there. Balanzi London, man. Balanzi London. You can go on their website, balanzi.com. That's B-A-L-A-N-Z-I.com. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.